0: Macedonian madness. That's how one keen follower of events in Macedonia described an incident today. Quote, Macedonian madness, unquote. He was referring to the fact that the ruling party of the Social Democrats, led by Zoran Zaev, the flailing prime minister, had to insist on having several of his MPs who are either infected with COVID 19 or who have been in isolation due to the fact that they were around other infected individuals, attend parliament in full hazmat suits. That keen observer wrote, if spontaneous protest slash fighting in Sobranje, 27 April 2017, is terrorism, in total several hundred years of prison time in effect, then what label slash punishment is appropriate for deliberately and planned threatening the lives of MPs in the same Macedonian parliament on 18 April 2021, unquote. Indeed. And that's just the circus news from today, Sunday, April 18, 2021. We have much more madness to discuss in this episode of the Macedonian Content Farmers Podcast. I'm Jason Miko, coming to you from the foot of the Catalina Mountains in Oro Valley, Arizona.
1: And this is Cvetan Chilomanov in Skopje, Macedonia, which is now becoming the ground zero for the Skopje strain of the virus. Oh, you have a Scopia strain now. Well, we'll have in a few days the way things are going. Now. Oh my
0: goodness! Yes. Well, can we? We can't call it the China virus. Do we have to call it the Scopia virus? Yeah, we
1: can't call it Macedonia virus. Scopia variant. And we don't want to call it the Nord. Well, we can call it the Nordonian virus (laughs) because is the assembly responsible (laughs) the way things are going.
0: There, there we go. We actually have an Arizona variant. Uh, At least I heard about it. I never. The news came and went. I guess it. I guess, you know, the, the, our, our uh, media overlords mm-hmm. um, that uh, try and, you know, create these narratives threw that one out there and it didn't really stick, so they just kind of passed it by. So.
1: Did it move in from California?
0: <laughs> Probably. <laughs> like all other yeah. bad things. Um, hey, we've been away for a couple of weeks and part of that is due to the fact that I was um, um, last, we normally record these on a Sunday or a Tuesday, today is Sunday the 18th. Um, this is episode 110 of the Macedonian Content Farmers Podcast. We normally record these, as I said, Sunday or Tuesday. And last Sunday, I was at the Grand Canyon, and on Tuesday, I was in the Grand Canyon. Actually, Tuesday, uh, April 13, was my birthday, and I woke up at the bottom of the Grand Canyon. Um, something I had never been able to do. I've been to the canyon many times, uh, hiked down halfway into it, been to by Canyon, which is a tributary, several summers in a row when I was a teenager, but never was able to hike down to the very bottom of, of the Grand Canyon to Phantom Ranch uh, and spend the night. But I finally got to do it with a couple of buddies, which was fantastic.
1: Um, is it ghosted uh, and uh, haunted? Yeah. Sorry. Is the ranch haunted? <laughs> uh,
0: I don't know. That's a good question. It's called Phantom Ranch. Yeah. Is it haunted? I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure. And actually, we were t- we were talking about this on the trail as we were hiking. Um, you know, is it? Why was it named Phantom Ranch? It's a. It was built in 1922, I believe. Uh-huh. So it's 100 years old next year. Um, by the Fred Harvey Company, uh-huh. um, but I, I, I don't know why. So, but we we hiked about 33 kilometers over a 30 hour period. Um, you know, up and down. It was you know with a, you know what a 2,000, almost 2,000 meter difference in 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 uh, from the top to the bottom and from the bottom to the top. So it was quite a... Quite a strenuous hike. I'll be asking Sorry. you to,
1: to just leave me by the, the by the side of the trail after five hours.
0: <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, we just shoot you. Actually, so, um, <laughs> um, the mules, the mule trains that go down there ferrying supplies back and forth can carry your body up. <laughs> um, but you know, as, as 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 I as I do a lot, I, I take my Macedonian flags. I take the the official flag of the Republic of Macedonia and the official flag uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: of Macedonians, at the star of Kutlesh and uh, I take those and I get pictures in various places and whatnot. So I I, I took them down and, and posted my pictures from the bottom of the canyon. I have yet to post the pictures from the top of the canyon mm-hmm. and also from the Colorado River, which flows through the Grand Canyon, and I'll be doing that this week. Um, mm-hmm. And the deep state off, took uh, offense
1: at your pictures.
0: Yeah, the deep state took offense. Yeah, so The former uh, U.S. ambassador to um, Macedonia, Larry Butler, Lawrence Butler, who was there uh, in the early 2000s. Um, he was actually there when President uh, Tchaikovsky passed away. He, he, took, he took offense, quote-unquote, and so my, my picture with the star of uh, Kutlesz flag, he, uh, he says, quote, that flag, what is that flag? Hungarian? <laughs> so, of course, I respond, very droll. I'll always remember the time that President Bush sent Barry Jackson out to Macedonia to "quote unquote" talk with you, almost fired you as ambassador, as I recall. So he writes, and this is this is incredible for a a former U.S. ambassador who still mm-hmm. maybe has a career of some sort.
1: No, he doesn't. So
0: I said that he's just sorry? a low-level lobbyist. He doesn't really have a career. Yeah, of course, there. yeah. No, he's 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 a no he's a nobody. So he he says you so right, which is a funny way of saying that uh, about. President Bush almost firing Larry Butler. No. But he didn't, did he? And I said, correct, because that was late February 2004, and my friend, President Boris Tchaikovsky, died shortly thereafter, along with eight of his colleagues, in a tragic plane crash. It was not the time for the White House to replace the U.S. ambassador for obvious reasons. But the fact that, I mean, Larry's not very good at this, his uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Twitter he's not. Uh, back and forth, the insults, etc. Um, Bless him, he tries, but, but he's really bad at Twitter. Yeah, he's, you're, I'm sorry, Larry, you're, you're, you're terrible at this. Um, but unfortunately for Larry, he prompted my thought. I'm going to write an article, one of my normal articles, about my interaction with U.S. ambassadors through the years, and I've interacted with all of them. Um, even before there was an... I was in Macedonia, Svet, and before there was a U.S. ambassador. <laughs> That's how long I've been you around. Should
1: have appointed you. Next month is... You could sorry. you could have been like the first-come, first-served here. <laughs>
0: I wouldn't want to be an ambassador. Oh.
1: Anyway, I, I thought, a, we'd, I thought perhaps we'd start. It's not a very high... Uh, threshold uh, when, they, when they picked them no, i mean this, <laughs> people who don't know before jess bailey became this openly partisan you know essentially driving a coup uh in macedonia this openly partisan american diplomat uh, butler played the same role he was late for the war in 2001 yeah but uh in the aftermath he was completely that was yeah but in the aftermath he was completely involved in uh you know going uh, against Vimora, pr- pr- persecuting them, uh, you know, uh, pushing Georgievsky to flee to Bulgaria to seek a citizenship, mm-hmm. pushing Lyuba Boskovsky to flee the country. Uh, before Gruevsky did, you know, Ljuba Boskovsky was the one who fled the country. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, completely partisan show. and it took a few U.S. ambassadors, uh, like Milovanovich and, uh, what was that officer's name? Paul but, yeah. Before Macedonians started trusting American ambassadors again, and then you know, Bailey came the second coup, and uh, you know now there is no turning back. Oh, anymore. and
0: don't, don't, don't forget Doctor Evil, him, Mr. Evil himself, Phil Rieger,
1: Um Yeah, yeah who, yeah. who,
0: unfortunately is still around.
1: Well, uh, he, while he was ambassador, he was not so in our faces, but uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, there is no no trusting an American ambassador ever again. To be even handed or. You know yeah. trust him anything he or she says uh, about rule of law or uh, you know well, democracy politics you, you just n- assume immediately now that they're working for one side the, the albanians and is dsm you know albanians first is dsm second and oh, yeah. uh yeah, that's that's it
0: well that's you know just to give you a quick a quick preview for listeners today um of my upcoming article uh when i when i'm sat down with Phil Riker. we were filming our documentary film, The Name is a Name, and I explained the, the premise to him, and he says, um, well, why don't you want to explore, um, you know, how Albanians feel <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Ma- about Macedonia and the name and things like that? And I said, well, number one, this is what the director um, and uh, the, the guy that came up with the concept, Sigurian Heinerson, Icelandic fellow, um, wanted to do. We wanted to explore it from the Macedonian standpoint because it's the Macedonian identity... Mm-hmm. Uh, that has been under threat, um, and Phil, you know, grudgingly accepted that, but, you know, to your point exactly, um, that was, you know, Phil and, and all the other ambassadors, and, you know, my top, I think Phil Rieker and, and Jess Bailey share the number one spot for um, worst worst ambassadors, and, and Phil has gone on to prove that in spades, and then, and then Larry Butler right behind him.
1: Yeah. yeah. But anyway,
0: um, that's a long explanation of uh, why we've been gone for about two weeks, but we're back, and uh, we've got a lot to cover, and, and starting, you know, as I, as I logged on this morning to look at, at the news of the day, uh, the Macedonian madness, as I uh, mentioned in the monologue there. So, how many members of parliament actually are in, in <laughs> attending parliament in hazmat
1: suits? <laughs> yeah, this is a novel contribution to the development of democracy here. Two of them, uh, two members of parliament from ESDSM, uh, were, who are COVID positive and who should, you know, by automatically be ordered to remain in their homes? They appeared at work today in hazmat suits uh, to cast a vote for the fifth stimulus. It will give like money to companies which are hit by the crisis uh, to pay the salaries practically. You know, prolonging the inevitable right. for a few months. Uh, yeah. And uh, ISM could not convene a session to adopt this because. At any given moment, they have several members of parliament who are sick and then Achmeti doesn't want to go to the parliament, I mean Lugtaci doesn't want to go. There is a bunch of members of parliament, Albanians from their coalition, who don't feel like showing up and uh, they need 61 votes to kickstart the session of parliament. Uh, and they only have 62 in total. So one or two people get sick and Achmeti not feeling like it. And that's it. They don't have the majority to start the session. And uh, then once it starts, you know, many of the laws SDSM wants to ram through besides this uh, stimulus bill. You can do it with the majority of the people present. So like 50 something would be enough. But Mm -hmm. just to begin the session, you need 61 and Vumero and uh, the Albanian opposition, you know, understood this and uh, started boycotting sessions whenever something they say is contrary to Macedonian national interests is on the table. And they said We'll provide you with the quorum for this session for the stimulus. And there is some other issues like extending the state of crisis on the border so the army can patrol along with the police to stop migrants and stuff like that. Right. Uh, so the important stuff will be there for, for this. And this was also discussed when uh, Matthew Palmer, another horrific, horrible American diplomat, spoke oh, yes. with uh, Mitskovsky a few weeks ago. So this was agreed. But, you know, whenever Vimera would do this, they would show up to Parliament and they say, okay, let's do this, let's vote on this stimulus bill. Uh, ISDSM, uh, Talad Jafiri, the Speaker of Parliament, would immediately declare a different session to be in progress. And he would try to stuff a bunch of other items on the agenda. One of them is, is especially uh, annoying this um, ISDSM wants to build a huge uh, clinic outside of Skopje for half a billion euros. And Vemera says this is madness. We can build like five clinics across the country, have healthcare spread more evenly. The person building and uh, projecting this is uh, the husband of the head of the open society, the Soros Institute in Macedonia. So right. uh practically it's a very strong like lobbying push in the SDSM to get this done. So they would Vemera will show up for the session, they'll say, Let's vote on this. Uh Jafiri will say, Okay, let's vote on the uh, clinic first, Vemuro will start shouting, start leaving the the session of Parliament. Jaffery will try to declare that no, they're still present. Let's start the the session for the for the clinic. Vemuro will say a few and uh, walk out. And uh, this was happening yesterday, I think as well. Long lengthy, you know, so the day before yesterday, a lengthy tirade by Jaferi, who was apparently drunk, using you know h- horrible language. Uh, And today, again, Bermuda said, let's vote on the stimulus. We are here. We'll give you the majority for this. And the SDSM responded with this gimmick. They brought two members of parliament who are sick, but they say we are fine. Uh, They chartered like a private clinic to provide them with an ambulance. So that it all looks like it's safe. And they kind of like voted from a separate room in the parliament. So they're not mixed directly with the majority of the parliament. But it's really outrageous move. huge health risk for the, uh, you know, for the Parliament, which, you know, it's, it's an important institution. In <laughs> the end, everybody voted in favor. It was not an issue, you know, to adopt the bill. But the SM decided that this is a gimmick, that they can say, look, our people are sacrificing themselves, so they will have money to spread around, so the companies will give salaries to their workers. Well, Wemero were opposed to this, so we had to risk the lives of our Members of Parliament, and this was initially, the, the news was announced through their PR guy, Kosta Petrov, which, you know, just tells yeah. you everything you need to yeah, know, that this is, is a PR yeah, Kosta, exercise.
0: Yeah, and, and just, you know, Kosta Petrov is, is a, a PR man, but he's got a history of mental, mental issues. So oh, yeah, he's totally crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. So, what we have here basically is, is double standards. So, the government itself says, you know, if, if you're infected or you've been in the presence of somebody you need to quarantine, you'd be at home, etc. But, but uh, you know, th- the rules apply to you, but not to us. Uh, and so, even though they're, they're you know, Costa is, is talking about the, the creative ways in which they've been able to accomplish this, it's still it's still a double standard. Um, you know, all, all, all animals are created equal, but some animals are more equal than others. Uh, yeah. Animal farm.
1: Uh, uh, she right. could have resigned. I mean, the Member of Parliament could have just resigned if it was so urgent and True. so dramatic i said we were offering the votes i mean yeah. they, they said we'll give you the votes but only for this thing not for anything else and you know if it was so urgent she could have resigned and the other member of parliament they could both have resigned and uh, uh healthy members of parliament could have entered into the legislature and uh, held the session without any risk of infecting anybody or without all this uh, Gimmick and uh, all this uh, circus surrounding yeah. the thing.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's and that and again, as I mentioned in the um in the monologue, that's just the circus news from today. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and and we've been away for about two weeks, and so so much has happened over the past so two much. weeks that uh, so we've we got um, you know marijuana that has been um uh, intercepted, you know, being transported from a Zayavon farm. Uh, and and of course, Zayev is is uh, Zayev family. I should say the Zayev clan is is big on growing marijuana. You know, for medicinal purposes, but actually, it's for the actual drug, apparently. Um, and right. so the, the the DEA, the American DEA, the Drug Enforcement Agency, is now involved in some way. And I think I mentioned to you earlier this week uh, offline that perhaps it would be it would be all it would be almost hilarious and and it would be poetic justice if if Zayev fell from grace and was removed from power because of the American Drug Enforcement Agency yes. one way or the other. Um, we've got that. We've got the uh, the uh, Interior Ministry giving away passports to criminals from the region. And it, mm. it goes all the way. I saw a tweet. I think it was from Antonio uh Criminals from, I think, South America or, or somewhere. I can't remember exactly where. But it's it's basically you've got hundreds of ID cards, passports going to, to – Mafia bosses and and uh, dons and other criminals of various stripes, uh, and of course, uh, Oliver Spasovsky, the Interior Minister, says that you know a number of people in the Interior Ministry have been arrested uh, because of this, and he didn't know anything about it, of course. Uh, <laughs> then you got the arrest of um, uh, one of Zayev's uh, uh, favorites, um, uh, Raskovsky, What's his first name? Yeah, Dragi uh, Draghi Yeah. So he was, um, and, and I can't remember exactly what his position was.
1: Oh, he um, was head of the uh, cabinet, of the cabinet. It's like Martin Protuger tuguriewski ah, right, yes. Like chief of yes. staff. Yeah, chief like of the staff, The president's right. so, chief of staff. Very right. high level. Person.
0: And then, of course, he, he took his family on vacation to Mexico, well, I think, last month. Um, there, were th- there were thoughts that he was not going to return. Apparently, he did, and he was arrested. He probably should have stayed in Mexico. Yeah, I don't know if there's me. an extradition uh, agreement between Macedonia and Mexico, but nevertheless, he was detained, I guess. Um, what, he's in house arrest right now? Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. That's that's what, you know, as, as our friend who I quoted earlier mentioned in a separate tweet, um, it's the double standard again, that uh, yeah. if it's if it's Vumero or, or people close to Vumero, they get handcuffed in public and then thrown in the, thrown in the locker. Uh, if it's citizen and people close to them, then they get... They get uh, cordially invited to come in, and then they uh, go to house, quote unquote, house arrest for a little while. Um, yeah. uh, and what else? Those are those are the big things. Let's let's kind of suss oh, out. Uh, the
1: Jan's uh, uh, border withdrawing oh,
0: Yes, yes, okay, yeah. That's that's a good one. Well, um, that's a fun one. Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, for, let's, for let's major kind of, items.
0: Yeah, yeah. Let's suss suss sus these out. Let's start with marijuana in Macedonia because alliteration there. <laughs> um, <laughs> So uh, how much, how much was it? Uh, Two hundred
1: kilos estimated. Two hundred Eight hundred thousand worth uh, on the on the black market. Wow. Okay.
0: And and I'm a little fuzzy on the details. You you know because you've been following this. I know um, about the the drivers, the vehicles uh, were somehow related to Zayev or his people's.
1: Yeah, uh, the so practically Zav has been giving out uh, licenses for growing marijuana ostensibly for oil, but everybody understands sure. that they're growing the stuff which is made for used for smoking, and they're then uh, losing it in transport or having it stolen from the warehouse, uh, and then sold to Kosovo, or Albania, and then smuggled to Europe. So this is where you make the money if you just grow it okay. for oil. Oil, it's just as well as growing lavender, or uh, something like that. So. Uh, the transport comes from one of the farms, which is, uh, nobody knows who owns it. Nobody's saying who owns it, the farm uh, near mm-hmm. Bitola. But its na- the company's name is the same as the name of a company, which uh, Zaev's cousin once removed, a very close relative, Traicho Zaev, set up in Bulgaria. Mm-hmm. So you know, Triche Zaev owns the, the farm. Uh, the, it was driven in a, in, a, in a van and it had escort in two cars. One of the cars was driven by the personal chauffeur of Trajča Zaev, Zaev's cousin. A person who is like a gun nut and, uh, you know, uh, seen driving Trajča around the city while Trajča is doing his shopping. So uh, Trajča, along with Vica, Zaev's brother, Trajča is like the second most important person in the business side of the family, of the Zaev family. So his driver is arrested. And they also arrest the... Com- police Commissioner of Prilap, which is a significant city wow. and it's not being a commissioner in Prilap, it's not nothing. <laughs> uh, yeah. A person appointed by SDSM, by Oliver Spasovsky, the Interior Minister, who were over warning about in press conferences that he is uh, connected with the, the crime, with the drug trafficking in the region. So the, the head of the police of the region where the drug was seized is arrested, and the personal driver to the cousin of the Prime Minister is arrested. Uh, the cousin is in Dubai on business, <laughs> just like Rashkovsky fled to Mexico. Apparently, uh, Trajča has fled the country. So this is like direct involvement of the Zayf crime family in marijuana smuggling. Uh, and Zayev said, like, uh, well, you know, uh, so what if this driver is friendly with my cousin? The companies are own, not owned by my family. Uh, he is implying that they had enough separation to hide the proper ownership. And um, this person is not officially employed in a company owned by the Zayev family. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I didn't leave a smoking gun that ties ties the, the drug shipment to me. But, you know, it's, it's blocks. I mean, it's very clearly his drugs. And it comes months after the police raided uh, a farm, a marijuana farm, one of the biggest in the oldest ones, which was operated by the son of the top political advisor of the U.S. Embassy, uh, Burchevsky. Mitko oh, yes. Mitko. So, we, yeah. yeah, so we have the situation where, you know, first the Zaev police raided a farm ran by the U.S. Embassy, an advisor to the U.S. <laughs> embassy, I like the way you and it. now the, D, the U.S. Embassy seeks the DEA on, on Zaev's farms, <laughs> so, yeah. This is where we're at right now.
0: How about if we, you know, once um, once Vomoro comes back, we just eliminate the marijuana growing because there's so much. Uh, I I get the idea of the the oils and the medicinal, you know, purported mm. medicinal um, benefits, etc. But there's just so much temptation as Zayev and his people have shown to just uh, harvest the marijuana leaves and, and sell it as the drug for smoking. And of course, he wants to make um, Zayev wants to make uh smoking marijuana uh legal mm-hmm. uh, along the lines of our friends in in uh, holland
1: um, yeah that and, would allow them to grow the stronger stuff because right. now they have to grow like the industrial stuff and i know there were arrests in serbia i'm not an expert but there were arrests in serbia precisely for this the, the inspection would come and they say okay you're obviously not growing the stuff meant for oil extraction right and uh you know that's one an additional layer of evidence which uh, you know makes. They still don't want to legalize it. I mean, um, there is no money in the stuff if it's legal. Right. But they can legalize it in Macedonia. It will make it easier for them to grow whatever they want in whatever quantity they want. And then the real money is made when you lose it and then it's exported outside and sold. In Europe, uh, uh, where it's still illegal, you you still need to bring it to a market where it's illegal and we're you know, very well positioned to, to do this very short drive to... To Europe, so right. uh, yeah, that's Zaf has. Uh, whenever you ask him about the economics, what his plan for the future of the country, he he once discussed how his vision is for every family to have a few stocks of <laughs> marijuana in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even making this up. <laughs> I oh. wish was.
0: That's right. And he he had um, Big Mike, um, who's a big marijuana uh, yeah, yeah. uh, producer here in in America, uh, flew in on his yeah. private jet a couple of years ago, and there was a big. Uh, Actually, it wasn't, the government didn't say much about it. Big Mike did because he's got a big mouth um, yeah. on social media and whatnot. But he's just really, you know, my goodness, you know, posting photos on Instagram or Facebook, one of the social media channels with all of his, um, let's be honest, all of his wenches and hoars hanging on. To him. Uh, it's just disgusting. Um, but anyway, that's, yeah, to your point, that's Zayev's plan for Macedonia is to make, uh, make everybody rich through uh, legalized drugs. Um, <laughs> well, we'll, well, we'll keep following that one and see. Again, it would be very funny if the DEA brought down Zoran Zayev. Um, it's happened in other yeah. countries. We've seen it. Uh, hmm. Panama. What was the guy's name? Um, uh, Noriega. Noriega, Manuel Noriega. Yeah, it wasn't... Now, there's you know, the separate issue of you know a, a country literally, in this case, the United States, going in and surrounding the, uh, the leader of another country's hmm. home and blasting rock music uh, around his home. 24-7 in order to get him to come out but they, they got him on basically drug charges uh, international drug charges of some sort. Anyway um, let's move on to the uh, interior ministry giving out passports and IDs like candy um, so 200 over 200? Yeah 215 Two hundred fifteen. Yeah, IDs, passports various criminals uh, let's see Turkey is involved
1: um mm-hmm. Who else? Montenegro, the I believe. Turkey guy is apparently uh, a Gulenist. Uh, oh, so, you know, this could oh, also yeah. mean that the U.S. embassies involved, they were protecting his network in the region. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but there were recent raids in Turkey against his network. Uh, Sedat Peker is the name. He was in Macedonia for a few months and uh, would meet people publicly, members of parliament from Zav's coalition, the Turks, obviously. Businessmen like Tsanovsky's family, also close to Zav. So he was, like, operating out of Macedonia. And when... Turkey demanded he's deported uh, as deported him to Kosovo, not to not to mm. Turkey where, where he's wanted, but to Kosovo. Uh, there is a Serbian uh, mafia boss. Uh, there is a Serbian hitman from the same mafia group who Lovely. carried out uh, a killing, uh, an attempted murder of a rival gang member in the uh, gang boss in uh, uh, Ukraine. So two Serbian gangsters. A group of Serbian hitmen went to Ukraine to kill another Serbian gangster. And one of them was carrying a Macedonian passport. There is some Arab guy who is like a huge money launderer for uh, the Italian mafia, uh, for the cocaine trafficking from Latin America. Uh, pff, there is an ISIS member, a Kosovo Albanian commander in ISIS, not the big guy, but his deputy, not Labdrim Muhajeri, who was the notorious commander, oh, yeah. but a deputy of his. So um, these are the names which Vumera publicized in press conferences. And uh, SDSM responded quickly by arresting like a bunch of low level people in the ministry, insisting that uh, uh, the SDSM were on top of this, but they were going to arrest them sooner or later. But, you know, this has been going on for more than two years. So mm. it sounds implausible that they were actually investigating them. Then the SDSM claimed that the people who were giving the passports were from vumara Soon enough, you know, we found pictures of one of them with uh, the interior minister, Oliver Spasovsky, mm-hmm. from SDSM. So this narrative also exploded. And then SDSM began explaining, no, but listen, we were following this group together with the U.S. embassy. So they started defending themselves with the embassy, like using the embassy as a shield. <laughs> Uh, and Vomero obstructed the raid. We were going to arrest all of them, all all 200 people. I don't know how they imagined they will bring them into Macedonia at at the same time and arrest them. Mm -hmm. Uh, So this, EDSM was pushing this for a day or two, and then the arrests came, which are directly linked to ZAF. And then they just stopped saying that the embassy is uh, working with us in uh, capturing criminals. This was the second incident, which... Meant that there is some trouble between uh, the Zayev crime family and the, the embassy criminal network. And then came uh, Rashkovsky. Right. So uh, Zaev's uh, chief of staff, who did a bunch of things he could go to prison for. Um, and then he, he's being charged on the list of his crimes. Like he mm-hmm. would he had the government, uh, he ordered the government as Secretary General of the Cabinet to purchase software for which he claims was going to save lives in traffic, like it would control traffic in Skopje, I guess. Uh, And um, from a company he himself set up and he himself uh, made the software. He's like a wiz, albino IT wiz, professor of uh, IT at the law faculty. Mm -hmm. Uh, So um, he bought the software from himself for 180,000 euros. And uh, his problem is that uh, uh, for days, or actually for weeks, uh, he was being hounded and the revelations were made not by Vumera, which normally publishes Mm -hmm. corruption scandals for uh, involving SDSM and has done a lot of this, especially in the case of Rashkovsky. He was forced to defend himself a couple of times in public for previous much bigger, much more sizable corrupt businesses. But this time, the evidence was being published by 360, which is a news outlet fund, funded by the U.S., by the U.S. Embassy, lavishly. They received like a million a year during the college revolution. And it's very close to Šekirinsk. Mm. So now it's very clear that Zaev's guy was being hounded by an outlet, which is both the embassy and the and Zayev's deputy party leader and vice deputy prime minister. No, his main second in command Radmila Shekedinská practically chopped off uh, Rashkovsky's head. I cannot imagine this news outlet going so aggressively against Rashkovsky. They would visit like his home, his business, they would follow the police on a raid. Uh, this prosecutor which brought down Katitsa Vilma Ruskovska, oh, yeah. she was being she was the point person in this case. And, uh, yeah, the the guy was uh, given house arrest, which is the more comfortable version of, (laughs) uh, you know, not reserved for Vimera. This is only reserved for EDSM people. So he's still at home. But, you know, this outlet close to Shekerinska was reporting how he was purchasing, uh, uh, building a huge villa outside of Skopje. uh, How he purchased uh, uh, a SUV worth 70,000 euros, which he couldn't only on his salary so uh yeah he was uh, uh there is something going on between zayev shakerinska and the embassy at the moment
0: huh now that's interesting of course zayev was just reelected as party leader last month um mm-hmm. he was the only one on the ticket i believe uh, <laughs> uh, a few people yeah. dared to vote not to vote for him but um but yeah that yeah. that speaks to the the uh intrigue within the the byzantine intrigue within the um citizen of uh, the various factions you've got. Uh, and you, uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Shekhaninska is the um, leader of the, uh, the Skopje faction?
1: Ah, yeah. yeah. We would call it the urban wing. Urban. I mean, they would call themselves the urban wing. Right. As opposed to Zayev's uh, rural, uncut, <laughs> unwashed
0: wing. <laughs> Which is led by Zayev and... and
1: uh, Zayev. Zayev and the and and Spasovsky. Everybody around Zayev. Yeah, wow. Well, that'll
0: be interesting to see what happens. Uh, what happens there? Of course, you know, the favorite quote. But this is on our, um, our. This should be on our bingo card, uh, or as part of the drinking game. Every time we we talk about the revolution, always devours its own, um, and and it was the colorful revolution, so called, that brought Zayev and Shekharinska and all these these clowns into power, um, and eventually they turn on each other, and that's exactly what I think is going on here. Um, although now you have uh quite a bit of involvement i think most of it behind the scenes but you've explained a lot of it of the u.s embassy um normally they you know it and it's it's more public than usual i think um but uh that's that's a whole interesting uh a whole other um um angle to this uh to this madness and the the the, uh, the circus as we've been calling it throughout this podcast yeah.
1: um yeah with the low majority in parliament which we discussed at the start uh, and then everything since Mihaljov fleeing the country, then returning, Every, each of these scandals uh, or, or crises that goes through, he has the feeling that you know he's about to drop. Right. Uh, he's about to drop the ball and uh, uh, be voted out. Well, he's still holding on, but uh, everything he does since seems, seems yeah. like and, and he's I, on his last leg. And
0: and I think correct me if I'm wrong. It was it was just last month that there was a he he hurriedly put together a. Um, a confidence vote in the government which he survived which means that there can't be another one for at least 90 days correct
1: and that's his explanation Ex- yeah i mean but, in principle yeah but essentially it, it could be
0: yeah barring his imminent arrest by the drug enforcement agency of the united states government or or something or you know something else happening and and all things are possible i think uh he'll, he'll probably limp along but through the summer uh but we've got local elections coming up in october before that the census which was postponed and a good thing because of the covids um but i know there's always been talk about having early parliamentary elections in it uh, twinned up with uh, local elections in the fall and i think that's something mm. that vomero is going to be pushing for um, as we get uh, as we get closer to that date
1: on the census ZEF is now pushing a new deal with the uh, Albanians so he failed to deliver on the census for them. He failed to deliver on the identity cards, which they wanted to say Albanian. So now the latest thing he's doing, uh, uh, he's talking to the Albanian opposition, which is also kind of like blocking the parliament. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they demand citizenship for what they claim are thousands or tens of thousands of Albanians who should be entitled, but don't have it. So now they're talking about use uh, solely. Uh, they're talking about having the um, The American style, like uh, you were born in the U.S., you're a citizen uh, automatically. Uh, And (laughs) this would be a big deal because, you know, Kosovo practically still doesn't have a proper healthcare infrastructure and didn't have for a very long time. Mm. So thousands of Kosovars who have no other connection to Macedonia were born either in the state clinic in Skopje or in uh, the private clinics in Skopje
0: Mm. for the
1: better off families. So we could have tens of thousands of Albanians with zero connection to Macedonia becoming citizens if this goes through. Well, that would. This is Av's latest uh, bid to the Albanians after he failed to give them two big deliverables in the past few months. How
0: how would that would that have to be voted in on Parliament?
1: Uh, Yeah, yeah, I mean, change the citizenship law.
0: Okay, two thirds or simple majority. Uh, I think simple. Wow. Well. Okay, we'll, we'll kind of monitor that we that don't would, have a
1: senate
0: yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> uh that would be that would be uh, really bad of course it it, it, it i can't imagine it would, even if it were to pass that would apply retroactively um, but who knows with Zion?
1: um i mean you just apply you just state you were born in scorpion our laws usually apply retroactively here if it's to the benefit of the person yeah
0: that would be <clears throat> that would be wrong. Of course, this goes to the point. I I wrote my last article. I wrote was about kind of a, a retrospective on twenty years since the um, so-called um, National Liberation Army and Akhmeti. It's been twenty years since mm-hmm. the two thousand and one events, and and I and I mentioned in there amongst other things that the leadership. I want to make sure I'm clear on this. The leadership of Macedonia's Albanians uh, are utterly corrupt and interested only in power, and therefore, like some of the black leadership here in America, I'm thinking of Al Sharpton and and, uh, Jesse Jackson amongst others, Ibram Kendi, others, uh, Mm. the leadership uh, is very condescending to their own constituency, in this case Macedonia's ethnic Albanians, basically telling them that they're stupid and that the only way that they can achieve um, success in life is by keeping these corrupt people in power and, and, and voting for them. Um, and again, that's the leadership. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm looking for, I'm hoping for at some point, um, you know, courageous leaders amongst Macedonia's ethnic Albanians along the lines of, um, of uh, some of the uh, conservative, you know, black leaders that we've had here in America. You know, Tom Sewell, for instance, um, eminent mm-hmm. uh, PhD economist, uh, who, uh, who, who realizes the truth and, and what is necessary uh, to uh, for for Black Americans to be able to achieve success and it isn't being talked down to it isn't being told that they're a perpetual victim all the time, uh, etc. So, but <clears throat> I haven't seen anybody like that in Macedonia. I uh, don't know if one will ever appear or not. But anyway,
1: mm.
0: we move on. Um, yeah. Covid. Just real quick, let's touch on that. I know that uh, we've had over um, almost 4,500 Macedonians have mm-hmm. perished from the disease. Uh, you know, and, the, and you're still you're still on, um, what, 8 p.m. to 5 a.m. lockdown?
1: Uh, yeah. yeah.
0: And, unless you're a member of And
1: cafes and restaurants are all closed. <laughs> still, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Cafes, restaurants closed, gyms, et cetera. Uh, lockdown. Uh, vaccine update? Have you got uh, uh, there, you Got any?
1: <laughs> we still have some leftover from the donation from uh, Serbia of Russian vaccines and uh, the uh, COVAX donation of AstraZeneca. They were both like 20,000, 25,000 each. And uh, they're vaccinating people at the moment, okay. like a few thousand a day. That's good. In Skopje and a few hundred uh, across the country. Uh, so basically some journalists got vaccinated for some reason, probably guinea pigs. Uh, some uh, uh, a lot of teachers were vaccinated a lot of uh, uh, people in healthcare I mean a lot when I say a lot I mean it's still like I don't know maybe if it's 1% of the total population it's still nothing compared to countries in the region we still lag very badly compared to any other country in the region except Bosnia and Kosovo who I, I don't think even started vaccinating but Albania has like 3-4 times more vaccines than we do they're talking in the hundreds of thousands of available vaccines. Um, well, it, so yeah, we we're, we're the worst off easily. Yeah, at at, at 2,000 a day even if
0: <clears throat> even if the um population is just 1.6 million, that'll only take you 800 days.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's bad. It's, yeah. it's horrible. I mean, yeah. people are dying. The, the death rate is still very high. Every day we have one or two relatively young people dying mm. and uh, you know, people with families. And there, there, are, there is seeding anger at uh, Zaev for, you know, when something like this happens, when you remember all the statements in the past that we'll only buy Western vaccines and rejecting callously the Russian or the Chinese offers. Now we have uh, uh, our main, or one of the main, uh, two main sources of vaccines is Russia, but we are now uh, going out of our way to impose sanctions on Russia over Navalny. Right. Uh, so... Um, yeah, this is, uh, people are getting angry when, you know, a loved one dies. And uh, you remember that Šakirinska was saying, well, we could have ordered vaccines sooner, but we didn't for geopolitical reasons. Mm-hmm. Or when you remember that Philip, the healthcare minister, was uh, trying to tee up a, a shell company to take a commission from the deal, very likely linked to the SDSM party. Uh, And this brought down the Chinese deal. So we lost, you know, China is the biggest source of vaccines for a country like us. Uh, People are still going to Serbia. That's still going on. Uh, The vaccinations now, they're not waiting for a second. They're not saving a second dose. So we're hoping that Russia will deliver another 20,000 doses in a few weeks when we need them for the second dose. So, yeah, it's really, really I Although I, I I do find it ironic,
0: well. <clears throat> Macedonia Macedonia's members of the uh, the Macedonian army were uh, vaccinated with the Sputnik yeah Sputnik vaccine <laughs> yeah
1: yeah yeah oh,
0: yeah it's a... so the the
1: chip is going our, our need the secrets are going to be immediately transmitted through the included <laughs> uh, microchips oh goodness yeah because they don't give it they don't give Astrazeneca to young people for contraindications they just give it to the old they right. like tell them okay, good luck with this yeah. and then uh, the army is obviously younger folks so yeah. they get they got the sputnik
0: i get i get my second shot in uh, about oh. 10 days from now so uh mm-hmm. yeah. and as you can see i'm still invisible um. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness uh oh. telepathic power is still there. Yeah, yeah yeah i still can shoot webbing from my wrists and,
1: and climb yeah, yeah. buildings <laughs> straight
0: up uh. <laughs>
1: And welcome back to the Macedonian Content Farmers Podcast. This is Sviton Chilimanov in Skopje and Jason Miko in Tucson, Arizona.
0: Actually, Oro Valley. Uh, we
1: were... Sorry, <laughs> excuse me. That's okay. <laughs>
0: it's, it's much nicer here in Oro Valley than in Tucson proper.
1: Yeah, I never figured why you use like the the smaller city. We, we know the city as Chicago. We know yeah. it as, uh, I don't know, and, and not as like a separate quarter of... Uh, of the city like when you say uh, what was this other uh, this place in phoenix with a lot of macedonians uh, oh well there's that's mesa uh,
0: scottsdale glendale
1: chandler gilbert um keep going keep going um uh, <laughs> gosh tempe other
0: uh, the tempe. sister
1: tempe yeah, yeah. Exactly. so they will say we're in tempe yeah. and you go like, okay like tempe you look for tempe and you realize it's right in the middle of uh, phoenix right and uh, well i never realized why it would be like saying i'm in aerodrome for example in Skopje or in Karpash. Never, never realized why why you would do that.
0: Well, part part of the reason is because it's a legally, it's a um, uh, you know a, a, a separate a separate entity and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about Tempe you mentioned. Tempe's got two hundred thousand people in it, so uh-huh. you know Phoenix is you know over a million, I think. But uh, anyway, it's
1: a large. Uh, yeah, oral Valley. But is there is, like a separate Phoenix? Uh, sorry. Like the center of the Phoenix is Phoenix. Uh, Downtown Phoenix would be Phoenix, and everything else is also Metro Phoenix, right? Yeah,
0: the metropolitan area is all those cities I just mentioned. um, You know, it's about three and a half million people. It's quite the metropolitan area. So, but um, yeah, Tempe is kind of surrounded by Phoenix, Scottsdale, Gilbert, Chandler, Mesa. It's kind of right Mm -hmm. in the center. Um, But Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. anyway, so that's a quick diversion on uh, on American um, geography and American cities. There for you, Uh, it's a service that we perform to our listeners here. yeah, yeah, Where
1: would you be without it? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So we covered a uh, little vaccines, we covered all the scandals, the, the drug scandals uh, uh, Zayf is facing in the corruption scandal of his advisor. We now have... Uh, Zayev also created a scandal and is trying to <laughs> drum it up uh, with, with the help of his friends in the international socialist movement in the European Parliament. And... Uh, they concocted a story that uh, Macedonia is facing dissolution, it's being uh, dismantled, and they found a culprit, and it's uh, Slovenia. Now, it's not uh, Bulgaria, it's not Greece, it's not Albania, it's not Serbia, it's not uh, any of our fine neighbors. Slovenia now wants to, to divide Macedonia, apparently. Hmm. And they're running with this. Carl uh, Bildt is tweeting about this. Uh, all the usual suspects, like Gerald Knaus and these networks, and. Uh, on Twitter, uh, of Balkanatis, uh, they're tweeting about this. Uh, Dimitrov is condemning this in between lines without actually endorsing the, Because, you know, he knows it's a conspiracy theory. So they came up with a story, uh, which they spread in Politico as well, in several Bosnian newspapers, that uh, first, the Slovenian president, Borut Pakor, who is a socialist, Mm -hmm. very close to our left, was involved in a major scandal, like a decade ago, involving uh, SDSM and uh, Crvenkovske at the time. Uh, that he was inquiring with the Bosnian leadership if they would be willing to divide the country along ethnic lines so that, uh, you know, it would be resolved as a geopolitical issue and they could all join the EU. Uh, Like, the Croatian part joins immediately, the Serbian part joins Serbia, and then Serbia joins the EU, the Muslim part, I don't know. Uh, And uh, there was a huge, like, a protest note in Bosnia against Pahor, who is not a friend of Janša, who is... Janša is the prime minister, he's the president, they're at odds with each other. And then you could read for a few days in the Slovenian press, well, actually, Pahor is becoming close to Janša, and this is actually being pushed by Janša himself. And then they came out with the narrative that there is like, they even leaked this on a quite unreliable Slovenian-Croatian website, where you can publish whatever, like for, for a good fee, like an English language memorandum ostensibly from Janša's office, allegedly sent to the president of the European Council, Charles Michel, whatever, uh, in which he proposes the division of Bosnia and Kosovo, initially Kosovo, to resolve the Kosovo issue. And then, you know, maybe we see in Bosnia if this would work and prepare, lay the groundwork, do it quietly. And um, this is tapping into a very strong note of insecurity in the left here about Janša, because uh, Janša was the guy who who led the Slovenian uh, movement to split from Yugoslavia in 91. He was like the patriotic Slovenian leader at the time. Uh, Organized the country again to resist the Yugoslav National Army in the brief two weeks long war. Uh, Led the walkout from the Belgrade Hall of the Communists, like the Slovenian delegation and then the Croatian delegation walked out. From the meeting and Yugoslavia was no more at, at the 14th Congress of the Yugoslav uh, Communist Party. So they really have this uh, like uh, deeply seated hatred uh, against Janša in the, in the left circles here. And now they're reliving this uh, uh, trauma, people on the left here, um, alleging that he now wants to divide split Bosnia and Kosovo and he, Macedonia is not mentioned in the document that was leaked uh, or, you know, uh, in the hoax that was planted. But uh, Zaev's Zayf, people, actually, like uh, his correspondent in Brussels, people like that are jumping on on board of the story and they're adding layers. Like, well, it was Janša, but it was actually Orban calling the <laughs> shots. Well, it's not only just Orban... They want to divide Macedonia and then bring Grujevski back into Macedonia. So they're adding layers upon layers on on the story. And Janša, like, said, uh, no, I had nothing to do with this. Uh, Slovenian members and Croatian members of the European Parliament, very close to Zaev, were spreading this. So then Janša spoke on the phone with Mickovski, and Mickovski said, listen, I'm being told that this is like a hoax and... It's Zaev and the Slovenian and Croatian members of the European Parliament who are spreading this. Um, so, yeah, we have, uh, we've discussed this issue frequently here. We discussed how after Zaev making Macedonia no longer be a country of the Macedonians, a Macedonian nation state, that it's making us very weak, susceptible to being partitioned. Uh, it's encouraging, uh, obviously, we see Bulgarian nationalism with their demands upon demands, which is a natural move against the vacuum which Zaf is leaving. Uh, it's encouraging uh, Albanian demands on territory, which we see every day with uh, every concessionary demand from Zaf is leading in the same direction. More Albanians registered in Macedonia, more territories, more municipalities listed as majority Albanian, which, you know, in, Balkans, in the Balkans leads to secession. Uh, and now the people who are pushing the country to the abyss uh you know, with the Prespa Treaty, with the treaty with Bulgaria, with the Ohrid Treaty going back. Now they claim, oh, but it's Yanis Jansha trying to divide the country. <laughs> and it's really
0: It's always somebody else's fault. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah. It's not even plausible. It's not even why why would he what what would he gain? He eventually tweeted something tongue in cheek like uh, he responded, I think, to Tania Fajon, this right. Slovenian socialist member of the yeah. European Parliament. Uh, she was saying something, and he said something like, warning to the Balkans. She said something like, I'm gonna, we're going to protect the Balkans. And he eventually, you know, he was fed up and said, like, guys, beware, whatever Tania Fajan and people like her started, it ended in disaster. <coughs> so don't hitch your, your wagon to her protection. So this was, like, eventually after days of being baselessly accused by by idiots, uh, the usual suspects on Twitter, he eventually said, like, okay, like, if you follow her, yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> you may suffer a bad fate. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but, this, is, yeah. this is just a, con- a continu- continuance
0: of the war um, that, the, that the left is, is, is waging on nation states and sovereignty, uh, etc. Not, not only in, in Macedonia and Slovenia, the region, but around the world.
1: Yeah. Now they're suddenly so concerned for Macedonia's survival after we joined NATO and all our security troubles were dissolved. <laughs> now NATO is going to protect us, protect us from Janša from the Slovenian army. <laughs> oh yes, my God! Really?
0: Well, let's let's end on a let's end on a positive note. We're running long here. Um, it's... Well,
1: it's not exactly positive,
0: yeah. but yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. So, a, a, far, a farmer's pick here. We've got um, good news, but um, you know, it, how, how often in life that that, that uh, there's a tragedy and yet something good can come from it.
1: Um, yeah. Uh, so
0: um, why, don't, why don't you explain what that is here in our Farmer's Pick?
1: Yeah, well, we only had our first heart transplant carried out in the country like a few months ago. Uh, and uh, this was uh, obviously uh, a traffic accident. A relatively young person was killed mm-hmm. in Doiren in a traffic accident, and uh, the family agreed to give the heart and the kidneys to people who were long waiting for transplant. I know a friend of mine, actually, his father was waiting for a transplant, but he was too old and I, I guess not a suitable candidate. So the heart obviously went to a younger person, and uh, it was the first heart transplant carried out in the country. Uh, and uh, like uh, last week, I think, uh, a very young girl, like twen- in her 20s, uh, from a village near Birova was killed in a traffic mm. accident uh, again. And uh, again, the family agreed to donate the organs and uh, the heart went to a 27-year-old uh, uh, man who was, uh, it was a successful transplant and uh, it was declared a good, good success actually as a surgery. And obviously the kidneys went to two other patients who were on dialysis for for a very long time. Again, relatively young people in their I think twenties and forties. Uh, so uh, yeah, the entire country is uh, was moved by this, and uh, like the first time, and uh, expressing uh, you know gratitude to the family publicly on social media for agreeing in this unspeakable and unimaginable tragedy to uh, you know to give the the organs of. Uh, Virja was the name of the girl to, to give her her organs to the, these three recipients. Wow.
0: Yeah, that, again, it's uh, uh, tragic that uh, she passed away, but but um, such good news that this is the second heart transplant uh, for a young man who uh, mm-hmm. who needed one. So uh, that's uh, that's good news. Uh, something that we can all celebrate and and be grateful for. Uh, and as you mentioned when you were talking about that you mentioned gratitude which is always the right attitude uh, if you if you have a, if you have if you are thankful and, and and grateful for what you have in life whether it's a lot or a little uh, that goes so much further in um, in uh, you know your overall well-being and health mentally and physically I think so and it's a, it's the right attitude for an individual it's the right attitude for a people uh, so that's a good note to end on
1: well, until next week, hopefully, uh, not uh, will not uh, make such a long uh, break next time because apparently we can't keep up.
0: <laughs> I keep going on these hikes, these massive, you know, hikes, which I seem to do. Every yeah. Time. Just as uh, planning the next one already. Uh, anyway, uh, again, so uh, Sunday, April eighteenth. This will drop tomorrow yeah. on the nineteenth, and uh, and uh, we'll uh, we'll come back next week and and see what's developed in the meantime.
1: Yeah, next unless you know, if you're on a hike next time, I'll send the. Texas Rangers to track you down. They're not welcome in Arizona.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Great talking to you, Sven.
1: Yeah, you too, Eddie. Take care.